Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is going to sound really weird if you don't know us, but Sinead would look great with a mustache. Thank you. Sometimes she... Brings her long hair out in front of it and puts it over her face like it's a mustache, and it looks really cute. What kind of mustache? So, like a, a little floppy one? I think you look good with the regular Prairie mustache. Not this one. Not this one. No one looks good with it. <laughs> Not even Kenneth Branagh. Bonjour, this is I Only Like You. <laughs> I kept that up for one word. That accent. <laughs> this is a movie review podcast by me, Lonnie, and my girlfriend, Danae. Hello. Who doesn't have a mustache, but she probably could pull one off if she had to. At a pinch. <laughs> if I was like somewhere in Europe and I needed a disguise quite quickly. Well, you've always got that up your sleeve, Danae. Yeah. Especially if the detective's after you, if you've committed a murder. Are you going to do that anytime soon? Commit a murder. Yeah. I wasn't planning on it. Don't tell us anyway. Okay. That's how the detectives find <laughs> This week we've seen Murder on the Orient Express, the new Poirot adaptation. It stars Kenneth Brenner, who's also directing, and basically every other actor. Big cast. It's a huge cast, yeah. Thoughts on the film? Well, my first thought is that Sinead admitted to me that she has a little crush on Kenneth Brenner. I don't have a crush on him. He's just a very nice-looking man who is much older, and I just appreciate, objectively, attractive people. And you didn't realise that he was Gildry Lockhart? No! No one told me this! Did you all know? Why is no one telling me these things? Did you have someone in your mind who you thought was Gildry Lockhart? No. You just didn't think about it. You just thought he was Gildry Lockhart? Yeah. Well, Which is a testament to Mr. Yeah. Brannock's acting, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, after watching this, I'm actually keen to go back and watch some of his Shakespeare adaptations. Fun fact about me, I've never gotten a Shakespeare. I don't think anyone has. I think people who think really? that they have are trying to do it to be are cool. We're all just tricking ourselves. I think we're all, yeah. Yeah. Know, we lost our credibility there probably. but. So the film. Anyway, yes, back to, the, back to this film. <laughs> There's a murder on a train. And mm-hmm. Pryro's there. Pryro's trying to figure things out. Do you reckon, like, any other PS person who has a career, they never go and always find it on their holidays, do they? No. <laughs> yeah, teacher doesn't find themselves teaching a class when they're just on their cruise or something. Pryro always happens to find a murder. That's part of his charm, I guess. I guess we never hear the stories about when he goes just down to the shops and a murder doesn't happen. But here's the thing. I didn't love the film. I haven't been able to pick that up yet. Okay. However, I'm very mindful that, for me especially, the circumstances in which I view a film very much impact on my enjoyment of the film itself. Okay. So what do you mean by that, Sam? Well, 
we had vouchers to go to a cinema in Brisbane. Supposed to be fancy. It was rubbish. They were rude. It was expensive. The seats were uncomfortable. It was a tiny screen. We tried to go there once and it was fully booked out. We had to go back again, so it was already annoying. I ordered a vegetarian pizza and it came with bacon on it. The Pepsi I had was flat. It It was not an enjoyable time. And I find it really difficult when I haven't had a great experience or if I'm feeling a bit cranky to like the film that I'm about to see. I just get kind of resentful of the fact that I'm out and just want to be at home with my cat. I think that says more about me than it does about the film. <laughs> you, you didn't know much about the story beforehand, did you? I didn't. So I know Poirot a bit. Um, when I was staying with a lady overseas, we used to watch Poirot all the time. The cool Poirot. The, the BBC version. The BBC version. I think it's BBC. The, the British version. The British know. version, yeah. yeah. And they're incredible. They were so good. We had a little Poirot... Um, I not say session, but it wasn't a session. It was just, we used to watch it all the time. It yeah. was really cool. So my heart belongs to that Poirot, right? David Suchet Holmes. Yeah. yeah. And to Kenneth Branagh. And he's beautiful. Great, great Poirot. I have an issue with the moustache. It's hard to get past that, isn't it? It's all you can see. Mm. It's all you can see. It's huge. It's massive. It's all you can see in the frame. It's got two levels. It's got like an upstairs and a downstairs, which wasn't needed. Pick just one of them. You don't need like a multi-layered moustache. Also, I didn't like how there was like a gap between his nose ended and where the moustache began. Oh, you like a moustache where you have the nose hairs going into it? Well, the best moustache is just an extension of nose hair, isn't it? Well, yes. And his moustache holder was cute but kind of silly and I didn't like his moustache and it's all I could see in the whole film. So you had a bad experience viewing it, the moustache threw threw you off and now the story is a little bit silly as well. Yeah, so I had never, I haven't read the book of this and I haven't seen the original. You have seen the original and read the book? Mm Mm-hmm, sure have. Um, but it's a couple of years ago, so I've forgotten. I forgot some of the final points of the story, but yeah. I knew that what happened, obviously. I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm prob- everyone's going to probably switch off podcasts. Is Agatha Christie the best writer ever? Well, maybe. People saying that, are they? Well, I just don't understand why we're constant. We have this like obsession with those stories, and. If there are maybe other stories by other authors about this that maybe did it a bit stronger. Yeah, well, she was the first doing a lot of the stuff, I think. And she was so prolific and so popular, so she probably gets more. Mm. She gets rated higher than other people who perhaps aren't as popular. So that, that that's just, that just happens. I think the story is absolute rubbish. It is so stupid. Because it does the thing that I hate in mysteries where there's no possible way that you could have figured it out as an audience member because it's about a murder that happens totally before everything and we have no knowledge that it happened and all these people were involved and all that kind of thing. 
And it annoys me because I think it treats the audience as if they're a bit stupid. I think the best murder mysteries are when it's a big reveal at the end and you're like, oh, my God, but then it needs to make sense. It needs to be logical. And I think the best feeling about a murder mystery is when you get to the end and it gets revealed and you're like, of course, there was this bit that they did that and, oh, I remember that line of dialogue and that was referring to this and it all just clicks into place. And it's a big, like, revelation and an aha moment and you're on board with it. These mysteries where you could never have figured it out, maybe you figured out they were all in on it but you wouldn't have known what, I just think it's a bit of a cop-out. And not to mention, it's just silly. It's just silly that they'd all go in and stab him once and then pass the knife around and then have a little meeting in the room and it's just it's just silly. It's just really silly. Why is it silly? Because it's not realistic at all. And it's not even stylized. Well, it's not stylish reality. It's just silly cartoonish ridiculousness and I just switch off entirely from stories like that I can tell you disagree with me (laughs) I don't disagree with you about that I think I don't know if this movie did it well but in the other ones and especially in the story they were trying to share the guilt and share the blame of killing this guy that's why they all did it together I understand that but to the point where I yeah I don't know I think it's just a bit too convenient I think this this story screams to me that you've come up with what you want to happen at the end and then you've worked backwards. And I don't think that always is the best way to write something. I know what you mean there about, oh, it's a bit convenient or whatever, but I feel like the thing that makes this story interesting is that Raro wasn't supposed to be there. Him being there actually caused all of this stuff to happen because they were going to get away with it. They actually booked out the whole train to do this and they were going to get away with it. But they did anyway. They did get away with it. So not, him being there had no impact on the story. What I mean, get away with it, is the fact that if Pyro hadn't been there, nobody would have even suspected that it was they were all doing it. Yeah. Pyro being there and using his little grey cells was able to put it all together. And in the end, he decided that justice had been done so he could let them go. I understand that. I just feel like if your protagonist is to figure out, like, if their role is to figure out what happened and everything, then fine. But... This story could have occurred entirely without the protagonist. I don't understand what bits of their plan had to change because he was there, what bits they lied about, what bits they needed to work together a bit more about. It seems like they had their plan, they executed it and got away with it. Poirot was just an additional extraneous limb that had no impact on the story whatsoever. Wasn't the story Poirot discovering it though? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. If it's him laying out the facts for an audience, then fine. They succeeded in that. But I don't know that he was the most active of protagonists. Well, I think retroactively you can think, oh, he didn't make sense, much, much sense because they're all in on it. But you don't know that going in, though, do you? So you think it is a traditional murder mystery at the beginning that any of these people could have done it. And so you're with Pyro as he moves the story on by interviewing all the suspects. I guess so, yeah. And then at the end, you're like, oh, it's a big reveal. I think that was the clever bit about this story is that instead of having one suspect, it's not like like the thing, anyone could be a murderer here. It turns out they're all murderers together. 
Yeah. And then Pryro has the, the decision at the end, do I, what, what is justice here? Is it putting all these people, taking them to jail, or is it letting them go because they are actually I get that. the original? Okay. Yeah, I get all that. And okay. it's like character development for him and, you know, he was very much there's good or evil and at the end he found out there were shades of grey. I get that. I just think it's a bit of a cop-out that it's, oh, no, everyone sort of did it and you couldn't have figured this out because it's so, like, contrived and I don't know. I felt, like, annoyed that it was about, it seemed to be about this big murder, right, where the little girl got killed and we never, like, that's just this extra thing. Make the story about that, about the murder and all of their parts in it. Don't make it after the fact and then imply that this is the most big thing. I always thought that that bit was shoehorned into it, but the whole thing about it's supposed to take place on the train yeah. and nothing else. So when you're introducing backstory, it's really difficult to have it in a natural way. Well, if it's supposed to take place on the train and nowhere else, we shouldn't have seen all that stuff with Poirot at the beginning when he was getting the police guy. I understand the point of that was to show that he's really great and he knows things and good and evil and that kind of thing. But well, as far I as know. I know, as far as I remember, that wasn't in the original story. I think that was an addition for the movie. Mm. But I agree, it could have just started on the... The train would be I just cool. feel like we already know Poirot as a character. We already understand him. He's circulating in popular culture and society. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we need a little refresher course about who he is. And if we do, I think it could have taken place on the train because what we saw of him on the train was fine. Mm-hmm. Things I liked about the film, performances were great. Um, there were some interesting shot choices that I really liked, especially the bird's eye above the crime scene where you could see the lights shining down the roof and everything and then you could see all the clues around. I thought that was a really interesting way to do it, Um, especially like post-Sherlock when they normally have a big zoom and it's very techy and this was this and this was this and it's really quick and everything. It was interesting to have the sort of frame laid out and then your attention just shifted to different elements when the characters referred to them. I thought that was really, really clever. Um... And I haven't seen that done before, and I think they did really well about that. Who was your favourite cast member, and why was it Josh Gad? He seriously needs an Oscar. He needs to be in every film ever. He's incredible. He needs to be the Penguin. Oh, my God, yes. I'm not the first person to say that, but... He would be so good. It's just... I don't understand how he balances, like, I don't know, humour, but then really intense, sensitive bits and then really dramatic bits and he's just incredible. I hope he doesn't get typecast as like the friendly buffoon because mm-hmm. he has such a range and he's incredible. Daisy Ridley was incredible but I'm biased. Everyone was great in the film. Um, so if you're going to see like actors work their asses off then this is a good film to see. It's not a film that I recommend for story or narrative. Yeah, it's a bit of fun, and I don't think it was great, great. I think it didn't tell the story in great ways. But, again, was that because we were in a bad experience? It's like a gold-class environment where people bring food in all the time. It's really annoying. And while you're eating food sometimes in a mystery story, you do miss some of those yeah. elements of the story. Maybe that was part of the reason why it didn't really sing for us. Thinking about what you're saying, you know, once stories told, it seemed a bit stupid to you. Mm-hmm. I wonder in a mystery story if it's a bit like a magic trick. 
With a magic trick, you're presented with something that looks impossible, and then if you find out what actually happened, you'd be disappointed because it's all just sleight of hand. In a mystery story, you're presented something that's impossible, so you know it will, or at least a crazy thought. Anyone on this train could be a murderer, and then you find out oh, it was all of them. It's like oh, okay, now I know it's not that interesting. It's really difficult for a mystery story to actually have a solution to something that seems impossible or improbable, and then it actually to be more satisfying than the initial danger and mystery that you presented in the first place. I get what you mean, totally, but. As I said earlier, there are mystery stories or stories in general where you get the reveal and it's exciting and you're like, of course, how did I miss this? It was there all along. These clues were right under my nose, you know. So I think because I have experienced that in the past, I'd say no, it's not a letdown that I found out the answer. It's a letdown because the answer isn't as strong, interesting, well thought out as it could have been. Maybe. That's fair enough. That's fair enough for this movie. I was just talking generally, though. Once you find out the answer to the question, it's not as interesting as not knowing, which is you know, part of the story and part of the magic trick is not knowing. If the magician comes out and does a trick and then tells you straight away how he did it, you're like, oh, but it was cool when you levitated the ball. I didn't know how. But now I know it's a bit of string. It's like, oh, okay, great. You know what I mean there about? I know what you mean. We're about to record a podcast on The Good Place. And I'd just like to point you to the reveal there. That gave me such joy and shock because I didn't see it coming. But then all the clues were peppered throughout about what that was. Do you know what I mean? So I wasn't disappointed that I found that out. I was excited because it made sense and it fit. And I could have, I can watch the show again and see all those little things Mm-hmm. whereas it kind of well, comes from nowhere in Murder on the Express. Like it just... Well, you say that, but I think there are elements, though. I don't want to be mean and, you know, sometimes it's like I'm telling you off with him in this podcast, but, like, there are bits in this bit where he died and he had different types of stab wounds, mm-hmm. and so we're supposed to wonder why the person stabbed him really forcefully here and then really lightly here, and it turns out it's because different people are stabbing him. Yeah. And there's that idea about there was someone in the room and then there was a, why were there two um, different uniforms and buttons and stuff? So I think there were elements there. Maybe the film just didn't. Yeah, maybe. That, they didn't play out very well in the film, perhaps. And it, it totally, if you feel like it came from nowhere and then, then the film hasn't done its job correctly, has it? Mm. Mm. I just feel like it's one of those impossible things that you could never have thought about. So you're like, who did it? Could it have been this person for this and this person for this? And it turns out, no, it's this weird extra thing that you didn't know about and it's all to do with this that you could have never figured out anyway. So what's the point in watching the film and trying to figure out the mystery? And Yeah, well, that's why I totally feel about the the whole thing happening about another murder that you didn't know about. Yeah. That Burrow happens to yeah. know about. But, yeah, and it'd be, it, but I think it does make sense once you look at some of the things and you're like, oh, they're all in that. It kind of makes sense now why they're all doing mm. it. But um, yeah. If it turns yeah, if it's a murder and you're like, oh, it could be anyone in this room, and then it turns out aliens came and did it. You're like, oh, exactly. Like, it's yeah. that kind of thing, like pulling mm-hmm. the rug out, and then you oh no, never... it turns out it's something silly that you would have never thought yeah. of. Yeah, I just feel a bit. I feel like it's a bit of a cheap thing. I don't feel like I've spent my money well. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been kind of, I don't know, tricked in a way. That's some way. Maybe that's just what it feels like when the magician tells you how he did his magic trick, though. Maybe, so, yeah. yeah.
Okay then, well, what we learned today is that Sine needs to have proper food and proper cinema experience <laughs> before she's happy watching a movie. I, I've never really thought about it before, but I think the circumstances which you view a film, film mm-hmm. completely impact how receptive you are to it. And it's interesting. I wonder if I'd seen this film under better conditions, if I would have enjoyed it more. I think maybe the story would have made more sense because mm. the sooner we watched, we did have people walking in and out the whole time. That's true, yeah. And also, the, you could hear stuff from outside of the actual room we're in. So, it's, it's terrible yeah. cinema. Would not recommend. What would you give this film out of five? Two and a half. What about you? Yeah, I'd give it two. I didn't really enjoy it. I'll give it two stars for the performances. There's also dogs in the film, but they never come back. They just go on a walk forever, apparently. It makes no sense. All right, we'll go try and find those dogs and then... <laughs> See you next week. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Most important thing the film bloody did, pipe cleaners. Pipe cleaners are for cleaning your pipe, as in your little smoky pipe. Not a pipe, like a down pipe. I always think they were. I don't know. I just thought pipe cleaners were just called pipe cleaners and use them for arts and crafts. I didn't break down the actual etymology of the phrase. It's for cleaning a pipe. Why did no one tell me this my whole life? I only found out recently. Is felt for something else? Is a stickers something? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.